0: 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This thing's a little bit crooked. Bam. Hey guys, it is Thursday night for me. Friday morning for you guys. Uh, Sharon called me a little while ago. <clears throat> um, she's tired. She was going to rest because we've been, last few, th- last few days, we've been doing it on Zoom And she was like, can you please just do it uh, by yourself? That way she can get some rest because she is coming home tomorrow or today for you guys. So she wanted to make sure she got some rest. So um, here I am, you know, and um, man, you know, the whole day I've been writing. I've been writing all day. As you guys know, and you you guys heard me say that as we're doing the identity on Wednesdays, uh, the Who Are You identity in Christ, That is a seminar that I've been teaching for years now, and maybe once or twice a year. And then I think one time I did it on a Zoom, and every single time, I've said this before, man, so if you're hearing it again, I apologize, but for those of you that haven't, is that Every time, I always have to skip parts or go quickly through and summarize some parts because it's so much information. Like, on the seminars, we've done them at the church where it's a Friday evening and a Saturday morning till, you know, daytime. And even then, with all of those hours, I would find myself having to skip over some things or not go as in-depth as I would have liked, you know, so... When when we decided to do Wednesday Bible study, Who Are You? Identity, I said, you know what? I'm going to take as many weeks as it needs to fully exhaust this teaching that I feel is foundational. <clears throat> and then I decided that, you know what? Because I've always wanted to write a book. Because as you guys see, you always see me with the workbook. Honestly, that workbook is, is just scriptures where if you just get that workbook, you're not going to know what's going on. Because it's really just my notes for scriptures. But I've always wanted to make it into a, a book book, you know? And um, it's such a huge project because there's so much information. And it's honestly, it's, it's hard because it feels like, have you ever had a puzzle 500-piece puzzle, 1,000-piece puzzle, and you have no idea where to start. That's kind of how it felt. The notebook helps a little bit, but even that jumps around. It has to be in a better order. And um, so anyways, by doing the Wednesday Bible studies, I decided that whatever I teach on that Wednesday, I will write it out on Thursday. Not word for word with the Bible study at all, actually, but Just in the same place that I'm teaching at on Wednesday is what I will write about. And um, even then, it's so much information that we did part four yesterday. But part four has broken into eight chapters. So there's eight chapters already written. And what's exciting about it is as I'm writing it, and then throughout the week I'm editing it, uh, the grammatical errors, just other errors and things like that. And I'm still gonna um, have a few people run through it in case I miss something. But um, basically, I'm doing it each chapter or whatever I write for that week. That by the time we're done, that book is gonna be ready f- to be pressed, you know. And I was talking to Pastor Carlos today in Hanford, and I was sharing him, I was sharing with him some of it, and. And uh, he's really excited about it because a handful of people teach this. Well, I mean, I'm sure more than a handful. But nobody that I know of has really laid it down in a book form. I do know somebody that did a workbook, uh, but not a book form, you know? And I'm there's so many reasons why I'm excited. Number one is... This is a huge deal and a huge legacy that will get left behind long past me. Second is because it's in a book form, this could actually go to the jails and the prisons. This book will cause revival to happen with those incarcerated. They will begin to see healing, a move of the Holy Ghost, Deliverance. It's it's equipping them, and also anyone else that reads it. You know, um, it's going to be exhaustive. Meaning, this is I'm pouring everything out. I'm writing and I'm rereading and adding things, and I'm just really excited about it, guys. So, um, by the time we're done on Wednesday, I'm not sure how many more weeks. Bam, within. A week after that. <clears throat> well, I mean, it takes a while to get impressed, but um, it takes a couple weeks, but it will be available. Um, I'm immediately going to <clears throat> make it into an Audible also. So it'll be an ebook, paperback, and Audible all at the same time. And this will probably be within a week or two after we're done <clears throat> with the study. You know, so it's pretty cool, you know? And um, just doing that, you know, Sharon, Sharon's Sharon been in Southern California, so I literally spent the whole day behind the computer, pretty much, because I did uh, change my oil earlier and grab something to eat, but for the most part, from morning all the way, even, even now, I'm gonna ride a little bit more before I go to bed, because I don't wanna go to sleep too late, because, <clears throat> um, you know, Sharon's coming home tomorrow. I'll be driving uh, uh, part ways uh, to meet her. So, um, but yeah, man, uh, I don't have a scripture. Uh, I just did, I wanted to share, you know, about about this book and, and how pivotal it is. Like, it's, it's. I don't know how else to explain it. This is the, for me, this is the, you know, I had a dream uh speech by by Martin Luther King this is the yo soy Joaquin from Rodolfo Corky Gonzalez this is you know this is this is my statement this is you know what the epitome of everything that I teach and everything that I preach and where I stand in Christ you know and so it's exciting man it's, it's really exciting. You know, but other than that, guys, there's so many scriptures, <clears throat> uh, so many things that even as I'm writing, so many things jumped out and popped out, and it's really cool stuff, you know. And, and it's really interesting that I, I was talking to Pastor Carlos too, and, and it was like, man, there's certain subjects even within it that could just lead off into other studies and other books, you know, and, and that's just the way it is, man. When you, when you get in the Word, it's, it's good to read the word and, and slow down. It's good to read the Bible. And if you don't know what a word means, look it up. You have a smartphone, look it up. Google the word or if you have a Strong's Concordance or whatever it is and get a deeper and a better understanding. A lot of times we'll read a scripture and we won't fully understand it but we'll we'll just keep it moving. What if what if you got a deeper understanding of that scripture and it taught you a whole lot that you didn't even realize? So, I guess what I'm saying is sometimes it's better to read a scripture too and dive deep into it than to read 20 verses for the day and just gloss over it in a very shallow way. You know, um, God has called us to the deep things. You know, and... And that's the the beauty of scripture. That is the beauty of it's so rich. You know, sometimes I describe it as a, a German chocolate cake with chocolate frosting, with chocolate, you know what I mean? Chips inside of it is just so rich. You can barely, you don't even need a big old piece. It's just a little tiny piece. And man, it's so sweet. In the same way, uh, uh, the word of God is so rich, you know? Mm. It's so rich, and and it's a beautiful thing, you know, to to dive into, to study, to read, to pray. You know, um, another suggestion is is anytime you read the Word, uh, pray, say, Lord, I don't want to read this through through my my analytical brain. I want to read it through the heart that you gave me, because He says, "I will take out your heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh." So it's like, Lord. I want to read this in the heart you gave me with the guidance of your Holy Spirit. You know, and um, that is a habit that is good to have to say, Lord, I'm going to read your word and you just pray and say, God, reveal to me and open up the scriptures to me so I can understand through your Holy Spirit of how to understand this. <clears throat> you know, and I think that's something we should all do, even even when you're about to hear a sermon or a teaching or even these these, these relevant Bible studies, you know. Bible talks, man, can you imagine, you know, to be like, Lord, I'm about to watch this video, but Lord, open my heart. Let me receive what it is that you want to say to me. And not to hear it with my analytical brain, but to hear it with the heart that you gave me, you know, so we can just be wide open to receive those things that God has, you know. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's fascinating to me. It's really, it really is fascinating. That's why, you know, when I first um, got saved, I, it was a good news Bible. I was in Sacramento County Jail. I kept asking and asking and asking for a Bible. There wasn't any. The chaplain said he doesn't have any because he only has those that if somebody donates, and he didn't have any. Um, the officer that was working, he knew that I was constantly asking for a Bible, and I think he found one in another cell that was now empty, and he brought it to me. It was a Good News Bible, which is kind of like the message is really easy to read. Um, hey, I'm going to take what I can get. And I read that Good News Bible, It was a paperback Bible. I read it in 45 days the whole thing. And then I started reading it all over again, you know. And it wasn't until months later uh or well, not months, maybe a few weeks. Let's see. I read that Good News Bible I think after that, somehow, someway, my mom and dad sent me a new King James. Or a King James. No, I think it was a King James, actually. And then, um, so I read that all the way through, believe it or not, with the thou's and therefore's. And, uh, but they were just Bibles. They weren't reference Bibles. They weren't study Bibles. They didn't have concordance in the back. It was just a Bible with a couple little maps in the back. Real simple. And, um... I didn't even know, guys, this is like, I grew up in a Christian home, but I didn't even know there was such thing as study Bibles with maps and charts and footnotes. And I had no idea. I I just thought the Bible's a Bible, you know? And then I forgot how many months I was already in, maybe a year. Uh, I don't know how, but an inmate that worked in laundry or worked in I don't know where I don't know where he got it but he showed up with the NIV study Bible. And man, I was ecstatic, right? And I literally read that whole Bible. I'm taught it was like this thick. I read every verse and every footnote. I studied every chart and every map, every st- statistic, every fact. I read it front to back. But I was thankful honestly that I never had a study Bible in the beginning. And I say all that to say this, is because I was praying for the Holy Spirit to reveal to me His Word. And sometimes I think it would have got muddled if I had read footnotes, because those footnotes are written by other people. You know, their opinions, depending on what denomination they belong to and whatnot. So it would have shaped um, my belief system. But because I was able to read the Good News Bible straight through, I think I read it a second time, and then I got a King James and read that through, that by the time I got the NIV Study Bible, um, I already had a good understanding. i didn't. I'm not saying that I understand the whole Bible, but I got a good, solid understanding. And then when I read it with the footnotes, now I wasn't learning from the footnotes all the way. It was actually confirmation of what the Lord was already showing me. That's pretty cool, and I did learn stuff, though. Obviously, had you know, archaeological stuff and things, and historical things, and customs and whatnot, things like that. So, yeah, you know. But um, then I obviously later on, then I got a new King James, and I've had a new King James ever since. I got into the Amplified Bible, um, and um, you know, just and then finally, after four years. That's when I joined the Bible college and went for my degree in biblical studies. And again, I was thankful I didn't get saved and joined the Bible college right away because then I would have been shaped by the Bible college. There's actually a lot of times, man, if you, if you would talk to the Bible college, that they would have me take a course and I would disagree with something. And they, they didn't have a problem. They weren't like, you got to agree with us to get an A. They were like, no, if you disagree, that's fine. But you better better learn how to articulate why you disagree. So it taught me to explain why I disagreed with this or disagreed with that. And I would have to write a whole paper on why I disagreed. And then I'd get A's on that. So that's what I loved about the Bible college I went to. Because it wasn't like, you better learn what we're teaching you or else you're going to flunk. No. you know. And I thought that was fair. That if I disagreed with something... then write a paper articulating why using biblical references on why. And that was fun. That didn't happen too often, honestly. It was probably 95% of the stuff I learned at the Bible college I agreed with. There's a couple things that I didn't, and I I wrote down why. And they were cool with it, and I'm still cool with them now, you know? So it's it's good, man. It's good to read your Bible, and, and it's okay to ask questions. You know, I know at the Bible study... The other day, Alfonso was like, oh, I got another question, and he would apologize. I'm like, you don't got to apologize. This is what this is for. It's called the Bible study. You know, so... Oh, sorry. Um, if we don't ask questions, how will we ever know the answers? You know, that is key. That is important. And I'm grateful that that I'm able to answer the questions. And And here's another thing is that... I don't have a problem saying I don't know. And I'm not sure why, but I, I do know some leaders, some teachers, some pastors. They don't like to say they don't know. They want to feel like they know. I'm not saying all of them, you know, but I i have heard of some that it's kind of like they feel like they have to answer. And I don't like to do that, guys. If I—if somebody asks me a question and it throws me off, I'll tell them, oh, man, that question, that question threw me off. You know what? I don't know the answer to that. Maybe that's something... We have to study together. You know, nothing wrong with saying that. I mean, you know, being a pastor doesn't mean having every answer. You know, that's impossible. The Bible says that that, that he reveals himself to us, you know, just little glimpses of himself. And, and there's no way we could know everything about God. That's impossible. Our little minds can't even comprehend the fact that he can hear every prayer all at once. That if I'm crying out to God here and somebody else is is crying of starvation in China, and somebody else is crying from persecution in Africa, that he can give all of us his undivided attention at the same exact time. See, my brain can't understand that. But yet, he's God. So we can never put God in a box. We can never say, okay, this is what God believes about healing. This is what God believes about salvation. This is what God... We can try, we can try and articulate to the very best we can, but in all honesty, um guys, we need the guidance of the Holy Spirit to bring us into truth and to what it is the scripture's saying. Thank God that He wrote a Bible that was easy enough for us to comprehend for the most part, because the essential things we do understand, they're very clear when it comes to salvation, when it comes to serving God, when it talks about uh, be holy because I am holy. Um, Things like that are very simple. But then it's some of the other stuff that maybe we'll never know. But thank God that he made the essential things clear for a child to understand. That he loved us so much that he came, humbled himself, died on the cross, rose again after three days, and ascended into power. Very simple, you know. And, and, um, but anyways, guys, I just wanted to just chop it up with you guys real quick and, and, and say hello and God bless you. And, you know, I didn't want to not do a video. Uh, Sharon did sound tired. Um, as you guys know, she's been really busy helping her son and and being with her daughter and whatnot. So I didn't want to, um, push her into doing a devotional. If, if she's tired, I wanted her to get some sleep, you know, so, um, That's pretty much it, guys. I'll see you on Sunday. We are having baptisms after service. I will be preaching on water baptism. And, um, you know, uh, real quick, too, Brother Alex asked me a question. And it was a simple question that maybe sometimes people overcomplicate it. But he said that, he goes, he goes, um, somebody wants me to baptize him. Talk about him. He goes, I don't... I don't know if I qualify. I don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, and he's like, well, I mean, I'm not a pastor. I'm not. I said, are you a believer? As believers, you don't need the authority from an organization to baptize somebody, you don't need um, a piece of paper to say whatever. All you need, the Bible says, is to be a believer and have faith in Jesus. And you have faith in Jesus, you are now qualified. You know, and now should you learn what it means and what it stands for? Yeah, of course you should. Of course you should. Because I know a lot of people that say they got baptized, but they don't live like they're baptized. And I'm like, you didn't get baptized, you just got wet. You know, so, but but I think that is a beautiful thing that, Like, for instance, John the Baptist, the main one that was baptizing, who ordained him? The Bible says he lived out uh, and wore uh, camel fur and ate bugs and honey. Who ordained him? Who gave him a piece of paper? Nobody. God. God ordained him. You know, so uh, that was a good question. I'm glad he asked, you know. So anyways, guys, um, I'm going to let you guys go. God bless you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for this few minutes. And we will see you on Sunday now whether or not i can go live at the baptism i doubt it because it's kind of outskirts but we will record it and just upload it later because even if it does come in live it's going to be very pixelated it's it's not going to look good i would rather just film it high quality we're going to take the 4k camera get it beautifully done and that way you can uh be able to watch and and share all right